You're listening to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report. The views and opinions shared on this program don't necessarily reflect those of Citywide Home Loans. Citywide Home Loans, LLC, NMLS 67180. David Hosterman, NMLS 220562. Jonathan Edwards, NMLS 671258. Equal housing lender. Regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Call for additional cost information. Program qualifications and offerings are subject to change at any time. Not all that apply will qualify. Other restrictions may apply. Good morning and welcome to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report. I'm Jonathan Edwards with the Hosterman team here at Citywide Home Loans. In the studio this morning, we have our MVP guest host, Pete Mark, with Brokers Guild Real Estate, and Sue Mickus with the Law Office of Skipton Reynolds. This is the show that brings you today's most relevant real estate insights and experiences from the industry's most dedicated players. Today, Pete and Susan will help us better understand the importance of estate planning and probate as it pertains to real estate, how you can best protect your real estate assets and plan for the future. Stay tuned for a triple play of Denver's hottest listings. And a quick disclaimer that Citywide Home Loans, Brokers Guild Real Estate, and the Law Office of Skipton Reynolds are not affiliated entities. Listeners are not required to use either participant to work with the other participant. Pete, great to have you on the show again, buddy. Thanks a lot. Glad Thanks to be here. Thanks for coming here. on. And Thanks today we have uh, Sue Mickus, who's going to talk with us a little bit about probate and estate planning. And uh, Sue is with the Skipton Reynolds uh, Law Firm. Sue, welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Uh, Thanks so much for coming on. You've got some great material I'm really excited to dive into today. Uh, But before we get too far, tell me a little bit about yourself, how long you've been here in Colorado and uh, working within the law law practice here. Sure. I came to Colorado in the mid-90s to attend law school at DU, and then I started my practice in actually commercial real estate on the leasing and acquisition side of things with a national automaker. And then after kind of pulling back for a number of years to raise my kids, um, I transferred over to the estate planning and administration area a few years ago and am, you know, happy to be here and really enjoying the practice and the clients. That's awesome. And we're looking forward to this this show today, Sue. It's not a topic we've talked about a heck of a lot, actually, since the last time Pete was on the show uh, a couple of months back. So uh, this is great information for our listeners. Definitely tune into the rest of the show today. We're going to talk more about probate and estate planning as it pertains to real estate. Um, Pete, I always like to start my show talking with my agents about what you're seeing out there in the marketplace. There's definitely a shift going on. What are you seeing out there? It, it, there definitely is a shift. Uh, you know, we've been in such a strong uh, seller's market for so long with the rise in interest rates. We're definitely seeing a slowdown. Homes are staying on the market uh, about 48 days now, uh, which is about 40 days longer than they have been. Yeah, no um, kidding, yeah. right? Longer than a week or <laughs> Longer like than two a week days? or a couple hours, Holy cow. right? Absolutely. So uh, there's definitely a shift, and I think it's going to keep on shifting. Um, where it will go will, waits to be seen. Well, and one of the big things that we're seeing lately that's having such a big impact is the interest rates. Rich interest rates have 
more than doubled over the course of the last year or so, give or take a little bit. And we are now at national average. I saw yesterday was right around 6.37% for a 30-year fixed rate mortgage. It wasn't that long ago, Pete, that we were talking about 275 and 3%. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So interest rates are up a lot. So if you are thinking about purchasing a home, I still think it's a great time to purchase. Interest rates are higher than they were, but historically they're still very low. There is still some opportunity out there. So uh, don't let the current market conditions scare you too much. Uh, talk with a with a very experienced real estate agent, an experienced lender, somebody like Pete, myself. We can help kind of guide you and answer any questions that you might have. Now, once you've had that real, once you've purchased that real estate, right, and uh, you get a little bit older, perhaps um, there are some things that you're going to have to address um, that people don't necessarily like to talk about, Pete and Sue, but you really kind of have to. Uh, right. So let's let's kind of kick it into gear a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about probate, Sue. If you can kind of break down a little bit for us what probate is and, and its importance. Sure. Probate is essentially the process um, where someone applies or petitions to a local probate court to be appointed as a personal representative for someone who has passed away or for the estate. Um, They then kind of go through a process of collecting and valuing the assets of the estate, identifying and valuing the debts and the creditors of the estate, And then eventually, you know, kind of um, taking the assets and paying off the creditors and the ultimate sort of piece is distributing to the beneficiaries and the heirs. Gotcha. And so one of the questions that I had, and probably a lot of our listeners do as well, is as it pertains to creditors. So uh, when somebody passes away, um, not everybody that passes away is clear of all their debt. How does that work? Does all, do all creditors, like credit card companies, car loans, student loans, uh, mortgages, do those all get repaid? Well, it depends on the solvency of the estate. Uh, so when someone passes away and, and a probate is opened, then essentially the, the, the debts get put on hold temporarily and the personal representative, also known as executor, goes through the process of notifying both known creditors as well as unknown creditors. Um, once that process has happened and the time periods have gone by, then the personal representative can look at the assets as compared to the, the, the debts of the estate and then you know, start paying off the debts, assuming that there's the assets to do that. And there is a statutory order in which uh, the debts of a deceased person get paid off, starting with cost of administration, cost of last illness, you know, taking care of some family allowances, uh, spousal allowances, that kind of thing. And then it just moves on down the line to taxes and paying back, you know, public benefits if that's due. But essentially, the idea is, yes, to pay off the debts if there's assets to do that. And then state statute just sets the order in which the, the creditors get paid off. And, and Sue, so a lot of uh, the personal representatives, they think that the attorney does all that. The, the attorney will collect all the inventory and list all the debts and everything because the attorney fills out the paperwork for the courts, correct? But it's act- ultimately the personal representative's responsibility. Correct. The role of the attorney in the process is to essentially lead the personal representative through through the probate process um, to help them understand what the steps are, help them address obstacles that come up, you know, difficult um, claims that are against the state or 
difficult assets, say, for example, a piece of real estate that is uh, borderline in foreclosure. Uh, so the attorney helps through those kinds of things. The attorney also helps you know, make sure the title gets transferred once the debts are cleared. Uh, that's another big piece of the probate process is, you know, taking a piece of property out of the name of the deceased and, you know, e- either into the name of a purchaser or a beneficiary, depending on what the will or the wishes of the deceased person were. So with probate, is this, are there different types of probate? Is this something that anyone can do? Do you have to include an attorney when it comes to the probate process? Well, it really depends on the type of the nature of the estate, uh, whether it's solvent or insolvent, the types of assets, the quantity of assets, the types of debts, uh, the sophistication and time available to the personal representative. I think these are all things that play into whether someone can serve as a personal representative without an attorney. We very much get involved, you know, when there are issues of, um, you know, liens against real estate or you know, a personal representative that doesn't know how to deal with the creditors. We very much get involved in the real estate pieces. But the attorney is there to help lead the personal representative through the process and help address obstacles that come along. So should all estates go through the probate process? Well, there are not necessarily all. There are certain conditions uh, when a probate is necessary, and it's going to vary depending on the state. But in Colorado, you basically have to look at when a deceased person you know, passes away, what assets are left in their name alone? So assets that aren't beneficiary designated, you know, aren't tied to a transfer on death or pay on death statement. You know, if there are those beneficiary designations, that takes care of those particular assets. The assets that are left over, you look at whether, number one, it's real estate. Real estate by itself in Colorado triggers probate. Um, you know, if, if a deceased person dies owning title just in their name. So real estate is one trigger of probate in Colorado. The other trigger is if you have non-real estate assets in an individual's name when they pass away that exceeds $74,000. And that number adjusts year to year based on cost of living. Gotcha. Great information, Sue. Thank you. I'm, I'm learning everything like as we go here. This is really good information. Thank you. Uh, so how long does it take? Like how long does this probate process take? And, and what comes to mind here is that I think that when people, uh, when somebody passes away and you're expecting to get an inheritance, I think that some people sort of think that like, okay, the person passes away and there's probably going to be a check in the mail, but it, I, that can't be the process, right? Unfortunately, it's not quite that simple. It does take some time um, simply because, you know, Colorado law requires that we give creditors a certain amount of notice um, and we have to wait until their notice period expires, you know, before we can, you know, go much further. And so the typical, it's hard to say because it really does depend on, you know, how quickly and how motivated the personal representative is, you know, and their capacity to kind of keep things moving along. But I would say, you know, a, a, a typical uh, estate administration or probate in Colorado can last anywhere from maybe nine months to 18 months. And it it just depends. It depends on the number of beneficiaries involved, you know, how easy it is to work with the creditors of the deceased and, and you know, the, the sophistication of the personal representative where they have other advisors lined up, um, such as financial advisors, real estate agents, tax consultants, that kind of thing. 
all of those pieces contribute to the time it takes to the administration of an estate. That makes sense. So maybe a word to the wise, if you're expecting an inheritance, don't start spending that money because it's going to take nine to 18 months before you prob- before you even get it. Is that about right? That, that's for a non-contested. Non-contested. That's right. You know, and so contested being that. The heirs have a disagreement or yep, they, okay. d- they disapprove of what the personal representative is doing. And that's a good, another point I, we should probably point out is that as a personal representative, there's a fiduciary responsibility there. They can be held liable. Uh, somebody, an heir, usually it's an heir, yeah. can sue them in court if they disagree with what the heir is doing. So it, that's another good reason to have advisors, an attorney, a real estate, um, a realtor that specializes in probate that knows the process and works hand in hand with the attorneys. So, Sue, I. I have to imagine that when it comes, because when it comes with money comes greed in some cases, right? So I can't imagine that all of these transactions go smoothly, that there are probably a number of these situations where you do have uh, other heirs and family members that are contesting these estates or or probate situations. Is that right? It can happen. Uh, I would say, you know, generally speaking, the probates and estate administrations go pretty smoothly, but you can help yourself and help your family in that regard by making sure that you leave your wishes clear in a will, uh, that you have your assets sort of orderly cleaned up as debt-free as possible when you pass away. And, you know, a lot of times we can kind of settle a family down when we explain to them what probate means and the time that it takes and that the personal representative does have heightened duties to not only the beneficiaries, but also the creditors of the estate. And so, yes, things can get a little tense, uh, but because there's a process in place and, you know, laws that address the situation, and even more helpful, you know, if you have an estate plan in place that helps direct your personal representative and your beneficiaries when you pass away, all of that contributes to how smoothly an estate will go. Pete, this sounds like a real estate transaction. So, so Sue, you're saying that communication helps make the transaction go smoother? Oh, it sounds like real estate, right? Absolutely. Like everything can go a little bit smoother if we include some communication in the process. And you're saying, you know, before something happens, as you're establishing um, your estates and stuff like that, that it's a great idea to talk with your family about uh, your wishes and what you would like to see happen after your passing. Sound, sounds like good advice to me. Uh, absolutely. And a lot of, a lot of families, uh, they believe that, oh, I've got a will. I don't need an estate plan. Well, what I tell clients or pros- prospective clients is that a will is nothing more than your ticket to go to probate. Yeah, there to you go. To go to court. Okay. Um, by having an estate plan, you might be able to keep well, that's, it out of court. That's right, Pete. So a will is only one piece or one possible piece of a complete estate plan for someone And then on top of that, a will doesn't guarantee that you stay out of probate. A will basically just helps the probate process by identifying who you want to manage your estate when you pass away and who you would like to receive your assets when you pass away. Gotcha. So uh, are there some common mistakes that you see that personal representatives make? I mean, I can see a situation where where maybe you you become a personal representative and maybe you didn't even know you were going to be the personal representative for somebody's estate and they pass away. And then, uh, you know, you get a letter in the mail or a phone call. Hey, you're the personal representative for the estate. Maybe you didn't even know that. Or maybe you did, but you haven't done that before. Are there some mistakes that you see on a regular basis? Sure. You know, I think one of the mistakes, and it's maybe not necessarily a mistake, but 
you know, a choice that probably could have been made a little bit easier um, if a process had been followed, you know, from the beginning. But we do see families wait to take a, a parent's name off of title of a house. Uh, they wait until they have to because they're in a position of having to sell or refinance a loan or deal with insurance. You know, so s- sitting on a piece of real estate that was owned by mom and dad, you know, too long or, you know, maybe not too long, but longer than you probably should have. That's a common mistake. I think another mistake is for personal representatives to have a difficult time understanding keeping assets of the estate separate from their own or identifying what assets belong in the estate and which ones don't. Uh, So that's just the accounting of the estate is another area where we see people struggle. That makes sense. I could see that happening. You are listening to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report on ESPN Radio 1600. Check out past episodes on our podcast at 1043thefan.com. For mortgage questions and information, give us a call at 303-921-5747. If you'd like to get in touch with Pete Mark to discuss buying or selling your next home, Pete can be reached at 720-203-8812. And Sue, if somebody would like to get in touch with you to talk more about probate and estate planning, what's the best phone number somebody can reach you at? Our phone number is 720-440-2774. All right, guys. So this is a part of the show. We talk about some of the hot listings that are out there in the Denver area. Uh, this this one specifically with Cynthia Munson at uh, Metro Brokers, and she's actually doing an open house today from 11 to 1 p.m. And this one is at 334 Dallas Street in Denver. It's listed at 700,000, just over 2,700 square feet, uh, three bed, three bath home. Um, an excellent, excellent location near the Lowry Town Center with tons of restaurants, shopping, and art galleries nearby. There is an off-leash dog park. If you'd like some more information on this property, give Cynthia a call at 720-427-0250. I've got another one here with Mark Hunter. Mark is with Brokers Guild Homes, and this is at 1583 Eudora Street in Denver. And it's listed at 590,000, just over 2,100 square feet, three bed, two bath home. And this one is an amazing investment opportunity on a great block in Park Hill. So if you're looking for a good investment, maybe a fix and flip, give Mark a call at uh, 720-840-7791. I've got a couple more here. Art Bugarin. And Art is with uh, Compass, and he's got a great one at 8309 South Independent Circle, Unit 306 in Littleton, on the market at 409900 uh, just over 1,100 square feet, two-bed, two-bath, condominium. And if you would like some more information on this property, give Art a call at 720-364-8214. And finally, we've got one out in Florissant, Colorado, Hector Landon Arahu, and this is 215 South Park Road on the market at 475,000, over 1,600 square feet, three-bed, two-bath home on over two acres of peaceful mountain scenery. Hector's with Brokers Guild Real Estate, and he can be reached at 720-771-7227. All right, guys, let's dive back in. And, Sue, if we can shift gears just a little bit here, um, 
Let's talk a little bit about estate planning. We've used the term a couple of times on the show so far. I'm sure most of our audience has heard of estate planning. Can you break it down a little bit for us? Absolutely. So as we mentioned before, a will can be one piece of a complete estate plan. And I like to look at an estate plan in sort of three different pieces. Um, Number one is the pieces that help the family when someone dies. So that can be a will, can be a trust. But there's also important pieces that come into play during a person's life, such as medical powers of attorney, financial powers of attorney, living wills. Those things can help, you know, if you're still living, but you're incapacitated. So maybe you've had a stroke or you have dementia or you've been in an accident. So you need to plan for essentially crisis both during life and at death. The last piece that I think a lot of people forget about as they're putting together an estate plan or they're planning for their estate is taking a look at the pieces of their estate, their assets that are beneficiary designated or have transfer on death provisions. Because those instructions that you've given to financial companies are part of your estate plan. You've directed a financial institution to pay out your asset upon your death to a specific person or people. All right, good information so far, but who needs an estate plan, Sue? Is it is does everybody need to have an estate in in place before they're, you know, before they expect to go? Well, here's probably a very simple answer to that question. Essentially, anyone who has assets that they want to protect or assets they want to leave to important people in their life, whether it's family members or others, you know, they should probably have an estate plan. Um You know, so it can apply to young people as well as old because you might have kids that you want to take care of. You may have received an inheritance um, that you want to plan for. So it's really hard to define exactly who because anybody and everybody uh, needs one if they have assets and family members that they want to provide for. And it's very good for people that have blended families. Absolutely. That is a big Absolutely. That makes sense. Yes. Yep. What about tax benefits, Sue? Are there any uh, tax benefits? I understand you're not a CPA. Right. um, But certainly I I have heard, and I'm not a CPA either, so I won't dive too deep into it, but that there are some benefits to setting up an estate um, or or even a trust. And and maybe you can talk a little bit more about that. Right. Well, you're absolutely right, John, that you want to consult a financial advisor, a tax advisor, to really get clear answers on tax questions and tax planning. But yes, there can be benefits, uh, t- you know, to you or to your your family if you put things in order. Um, you know, the estate taxes themselves only get triggered when you have a, a fairly large estate. Right now, that limit is at twelve point oh six million. Uh, so it's only estates that are above that that face federal estate taxes. Colorado currently does not have estate taxes, um, but that number can change. Um, so that, that $12 million could go up or that it could come down. All of that affects some state planning. Um, but your estate plan can have other consequences in terms of, of tax. Uh, when you liquidate or pay out retirement assets, if you withdraw from retirement assets, you know, during your life, you pay your, your tax rate. If you leave retirement assets to a family member, you have to think about if that family member is at a higher tax rate, more tax may get paid. Um, so there are some tax consequences to choices being made with your assets as you, you know, plan for the future. 
So what happens in, and I'm not sure if this is specific to an estate or to a trust or when you establish a beneficiary simply on a life insurance policy or a retirement type account, but when you have beneficiaries that you've established, what happens in the rare event, and I'm sure it happens every once in a while, that not only does does the person with the estate pass on, but maybe the beneficiaries do as well. Can you set up other beneficiaries beyond that? Absolutely. And it's encouraged. And it's something that we as lawyers help walk you through to think about those contingencies. So say, for example, you know, I leave my brother upon my passing, you know, a particular asset, but he happens to die before me. Then what happens? Where would I like that asset to go? We as attorneys help walk you through that. We also go so far as to say if all of the beneficiaries that you've named have predeceased or can't take, who is your ultimate beneficiary? Sort of who's who's the ultimate, you know, bottom line contingency? And it can be heirs, it can be charities, it can be certain groups of family members. Gotcha. Uh, now, what about power of attorney? This is a term that we hear quite a bit, and we hear it every once in a while in real estate as well. Uh, Pete, talk to us about a power of attorney. D- d- should everybody have a power of attorney? What is a power of attorney, and why is it important? Well, <clears throat> I'm not the lawyer in the house. No, you're but... not. <laughs> <laughs> but my understanding is that the power of attorney allows a person to act as the person given the power of attorney. Correct, Sue? Well, and, right. It, it's, it, it gives someone the ability to stand in your shoes um, on particular powers, particular duties, if you are unable to act for yourself. Right. And a lot of a lot of personal representatives, well, a few personal representatives that I've spoken to, they tell me, oh, I have a power of attorney. I'm all set. But the power of attorney, once a person dies, passes away, dies, that power of attorney is no longer valid. Then they have to uh, get an, you know, permission from the court, basically to act on the estate's behalf then then it becomes the estate it's not the person gotcha. so so that's a so that's a good uh right so power in in real estate transactions a power of attorney can step into someone's shoes if if they have dementia or in a nursing home you know in real estate purchase and sales refinance insurance matters maintenance and repair contracts leases that kind of thing um, so it's very important to, you know, have those powers in place in case something happens to you during life that you've got somebody to step into your shoes that you trust that can help you through that. And one of the aspects of going through probate, a lot of people, oh, well, my attorney's got it covered. My attorney's going to take care of it. Why, in your opinion, as, an, as a probate and as an estate planning attorney, why is it important to have not just a realtor, you know, a friend, you know, a friend of yours that might want to, you know, you might want to have sell the property, but a realtor or a real estate agent that understands probate or is uh, specializes in the probate process. Well, there are issues that are unique, I think, when you're dealing with an estate property. Uh, number one, the person, the PR that is selling the property on behalf of the estate is not necessarily familiar with the property. And so issues with respect to wells or homeowners associations or, you know, things that are unique or conditions of the property, you know, are, are different. Clearing out the personal belongings um, of someone who has passed away can be challenging, you know, and sometimes even emotional for a personal representative who is working on their um, estate. And then, you know, having someone help through and make sure they understand who is actually the seller um, in the contract on a on a on a sale of an estate property 
can can be assisted by a real estate agent. So incredible information. I feel like we could talk about this for another hour if we, if we had time, um, but we do need to wrap it up in the next couple of minutes or so. So uh, Pete or Sue, do you guys have any last minute thoughts for our audience before we do wrap it up? I think we covered it pretty well. Uh, amazing attorney, great realtor. A lot of good information across the board today, for sure. Um, Yeah, Sue, any last-minute thoughts? Well, one last-minute thought that I have is we see families be tempted or sometimes even go forward with solving an estate planning kind of issue, or at least in their mind solving an estate planning issue by putting a family member on a deed during life. And we strongly suggest that you talk to an attorney or caution Um, you before doing that because you can create problems for yourself by losing control of the property, um, creating disputes within a family. And um, so that is, you know, not necessarily an ideal way to handle your real estate asset in your estate, um, you know, as you're making plans. And Sue, again, if somebody would like to get in touch with you for more information on estate planning and probate and those kinds of things, what's the best phone number that they can reach you? Sure, 720-440-2774. And do you guys have do you guys provide any additional education or information for folks if they, you know, if they wanted to kind of read up on this a little bit or learn some more about it? We do. We very our firm very much believes in educating um, potential clients, you know, getting them kind of familiar with the topics that are involved in estate planning before we ask them to start making decisions. Um, so twice a month at a minimum, we have workshops in our office that are just the essentials of estate planning. And, you know, people are welcome to attend those. Um, we have them at different times of the week, different times of the day, so that hopefully we're accommodating. And as someone, you know, kind of goes through that educational process, we invite them to sit down with myself or Skip in the office for a complimentary consultation one-on-one. Excellent information. Sue, thanks so much for joining us today. Pete, thank you again for joining us as well. Uh, Thank you for tuning in to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report. If you have a question about financing for your next home or refinancing a current mortgage, give us a call at 303-921-5747. Don't miss next week's show right here on ESPN Denver 1600. Saturdays at 7 a.m. You can find past episodes on our podcast at 1043thefan.com.